The ACC is releasing its football schedule on January 30th. That's one week from today. And then we will find out what FSU's schedule looks like for the 2023 football season. But because we're a week out, we're going to look at the best and worst case scenarios for the FSU schedule when it comes out. Hey guys, thanks for coming to the channel. Thanks for watching the video and thanks for hanging out with us today. Let us know your thoughts on what you want to see from this 2023 FSU schedule, what you think it should look like. I'm cool if you throw all 12 games in there. Let's talk about it down below in the comments. Uh, there's a lot of hype around FSU this year, but as we found out last year, a schedule and its structure can make or break a season. Last year, FSU had a great year, finishing 9-3, and three, but we have wondered if the schedule was slightly different, could the year have been even better? We talked about this when the 2022 schedule came out. We looked at that October stretch of playing your toughest three games back-to-back-to-back with Wake, NC State, and Clemson in three consecutive weeks. Could we have avoided that and maybe had an even better season? I think so. And I think the ACC shot itself straight in the foot by scheduling really all of their really good games in October. There was really no excitement for the ACC in September or November. It was a very compacted, tough stretch for a lot of teams. And then there was no drama late in the year. Think that it could have benefited FSU if they didn't play their toughest three games in the middle of the year. The middle of the year is also when you're most susceptible to injury. Why? Because you've played a few games, guys have gotten banged up, and you're injured in the middle of the year. You haven't had time to recover from those injuries. Florida State was its healthiest at the beginning and the end of the year last year. A little bit of that's luck. You could obviously be healthy in the middle of the year. But I think having your toughest three games when you're most susceptible to injury is something that hurt the Knowles. Now, I think that at best you move some games around and the Knowles maybe go 10-2, and two, but that might have been a New Year's Six Bowl. That might have been a little bit uh, of a better feeling in some situations. So I do think the schedule is important. Today, we're going to look at the best and worst case scenarios for FSU's 2023 football schedule. Let's go through them, but before we do that, we want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at Gramco. TheGramco.com is your one-stop shop for all of your Delta 8 needs. Whether you're looking for gummies, hard candies, if you want some wake and bake coffee that is excellent from them, or if you're looking for uh, pre-rolls, vapes, whatever you're looking for in the Delta 8 family, they will get you taken care of. And if you go shop right now, TheGramco.com, we'll link it above and in the description, use code TJ25. You'll save 25% off. They have really, really quick shipping. It's discreet. It's easy. You must be 21 or older to order, but no medical card is needed. Go check them out today, thegramco.com. Appreciate them and their support. Let's jump into it. We've put a little slideshow together for you guys, so hopefully you enjoy that. But there are some games that we already know are going to take place. There are some things that are already locked in. Obviously, first week of the year will make it really, really easy. Florida State plays LSU. That game has been locked in for a couple of years now. Uh, notice the only thing that I do want to point out is, again, that is a Sunday game. I've heard a lot of people ask, could we get college game day there? No, that game's on Sunday. They'll send a small little contingent out, but college game day will be the day before. So we have that one locked in. Week two, Florida State takes on Southern Miss in a, a rebound game, a, a game where they can certainly come out and if they have any bumps or bruises against LSU, come out and probably get some guys some rest in that one. I'm excited for when they take on Southern Miss. Uh, it should be a pretty good 
feel-good game, hopefully after the Knowles have beaten LSU in week one. Week three, I am supremely confident in this one. This is what's going to happen. This isn't a best case, worst case. We're starting with the best case scenario here today, but Florida State is going to travel to BC in week three. Every other opponent on the schedule is locked up and cannot play this week three. So unless some things move around and some games get canceled, I don't know. I don't really see a way out of this. Every other opponent on FSU schedule has a game this weekend. So Florida State will be traveling to Boston College this weekend. It would not surprise me if this was the Friday night game. I know I have 9-16 there. I went ahead and labeled these all as Saturday games. It would not surprise me if Florida State plays early at BC. Again, this one really isn't a best or worst case scenario. I think that you're essentially just getting what is dealt to you, but I think this is a good one for the Knowles. I think going on the road against BC, who has got to replace a lot, not only with Zay Flowers, but also with their quarterback, Djokovic, no longer being there, this is a good spot to play BC. Not that you have much of a choice, but I think this is fine. Week four is the first big conference test. And I know you may say, wow, best case scenario, you're playing your maybe your second toughest conference game in week four. Here's why I think this is the best case scenario. Week four has three possibilities. You have Pitt, at Wake, or at Clemson. I don't think you want to play Clemson this early. I think you want to be in your best and your biggest and your most comfortable stride. And I don't think you want to play LSU and Clemson in the same month. I also think, you'll see later, that you'd really like to have a bye before you play Clemson, and so I don't like Clemson in this scenario. I also don't like Wake in this scenario, because if you move this game and it's not in week four, you have the potential to play Pitt later in the year, where it could be really, really nasty weather up there in Pittsburgh. You only have three options for this week. Again, at Wake, at Pitt, or at Clemson. It will be one of those three teams. Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Miami, some of the other teams on the schedule that we know will play this year have games this weekend. And so again, it can only be Pitt, Wake, or Clemson. I think Pitt is the one you want in this situation. I know that's a tough game. I know that's a game that a lot of FSU fans think like, oh man, that could be a place that trips us up. I like the fact that you have BC the week before. That should not be an incredibly tough game. The Knowles should win that going away. You should get some rest for some guys in the second half and then play Pitt at a pretty healthy position. It is two road games in a row, but if that week three game does end up being on the Friday night, you do have the extra day of rest there. I like Pitt in week four compared to the other options. I do think that playing Wake here would be incredibly easy for the Knowles, and I don't think Wake's going to be the same team they've been in the past. Obviously, losing Hartman and losing other guys to the draft, they were a very senior-laden class. So if you got Wake right here, I don't think it'd be an issue at all. But I think getting Pitt here and avoiding them in late November when it's going to be an absolute travesty of weather up there, I think this is the right time to play Pitt. Playing two road games in a row in week three and week four means you need to come home and play an easy game. I think that's against Syracuse in week five. Florida State is much, much more talented than Syracuse. And I think this is the way that you come off of two physical road games, especially the Pitt one. You come home, you get the win against Syracuse. I like the way this sets up. Now, you could play any number of teams here. You could play Clemson here. You could play Vautech here. You could play Miami. There are a lot of different options. I think this is the easiest game left on the schedule that we haven't already put in that's not already locked in. And I think Syracuse makes a lot of sense here in week five. Week six, the Knowles stay at home and take on Virginia Tech. 
Virginia Tech, also not a very good team. I don't think they'll be great in 2023. They weren't in 2022. And I think that this is another, I don't want to call it cakewalk, but another easy game. You stay at home for a couple of weeks and you have Vatech in week six. There are a couple of different options here. I'll tell you when we get to week seven why I like Virginia Tech here the most. And we'll lead right into that. You have your rivalry game the very next weekend. I like the idea of backing these games and putting these two teams back to back on the schedule for one of two reasons. One, I like the fact that you have an easy game before Miami, an easier game before Miami. And I like the fact that you're at home for two weeks, three weeks in a row, really, when you look at the Syracuse game that was behind it. You're not doing a lot of travel. There's not a chance of people getting sick in planes or this, that, and the other. I like the way this sets up where you're at home, you're building a routine for a couple of weeks before you get to that rivalry game. I really think it's important for, sometimes you can get overhyped. Sometimes guys can get way too excited. You're building a routine by having that Syracuse, Virginia Tech, and then Miami. Guys can build the routine and not make this game too much or not make this game more than what it is, as big as the rivalry is, you want them to kind of keep that focus. And I think having the three games in a row at home helps that a ton. Next week's a bye week. I think you get off of the emotional rivalry win of Miami. This hasn't happened for a few years, but I like stacking the bye week right after the Miami game. I think that's huge. All of the emotions, whether it's a a super emotional last minute win, super emotional blowout win, or if you do stub your toe against Miami, you have a week to reset that. I think that it's good to have the rivalry game before the bye week. And then after the bye week, you've got Clemson. Traditionally, this is where this game has fallen. Clemson can't play the week after because they have a game that's already locked in after that. But several times over the last very you know few years, we have seen Clemson, Florida State on that Halloween weekend. I think this is where it makes the most sense this weekend. Uh, I think you go into this game and both teams have a great chance to continue to be in the top five, top 10, based on how seasons have gone. A lot of hype, a lot of excitement around this game. And this is the way you finish up October. You've gotten the bye week before. I think it's huge. You get Clemson here. Never really a good time to play your toughest opponent. Any week you play them, I think it's going to be pretty tough. But I do think coming out of the bye week is a big plus. After traveling to Clemson, You turn it around and it is all of a sudden November and you get Duke at home. There's only a couple of options here because obviously you've played all the other games and you really only have Duke and Wake Forest left. Um, I think Duke here makes the most sense. I think they had a great year last year. I think they're going to have a little bit of a hangover this year. They won't be as good. They'll potentially be a little bit banged up, but they're tougher than that Virginia Tech or that Syracuse game earlier in the year. So I like pushing them later and letting them kind of expose themselves. How how good of a team truly are they at this point in the year? Give me them later in the year. I also like playing Duke here as opposed to Wake Forest because I don't want to go on the road after playing Clemson. Whether that's an emotional win on the road or an emotional loss on the road against Clemson, I like the idea of coming back home to that faithful crowd there in Doak Campbell and getting to play a home game. Then you go on the road to play Wake Forest in Week 10, I think Wake playing Wake last year would have been massive if we could have gotten that later in the year. We got them when they were playing their absolute best football, and they weren't very good late in the year. I don't think they're going to be a great team anyway. I think that losing Sam Hartman and a lot of the guys on that roster is, is going to weaken them pretty substantially. But 
I do think that getting Wake late in the year is a good thing for FSU. I think you get Wake here. You also avoid Pittsburgh, who you got earlier in the year. I think playing Wake here is ideal. And then week 11, North Alabama. Obviously, that one's already set in stone. Week 12, you travel to Gainesville. Not really breaking a lot of ground there with those last couple, but that's how I have it lining up. Now, when you look at that from a month-by-month-by-month perspective, I think this works out pretty well for the Knowles. I really like the Knowles to absolutely worst case go 3-2 and two in September. I'm not predicting 3-2. and two. I think 5-0 and oh is a very real possibility, but they're obviously going to beat Southern Miss, Boston College, and Syracuse. This sets up to where at worst case, you're leaving September at 4-1 and one, and still in the top 10 to 15 range if you were to drop to LSU or Pitt. I think the Knowles have a great chance to go 5-0 and oh in September, and I really like the way that this schedule sets up in the month of September. You look at the month of October, to me, worst case again, 2-1 and one in the month of October. I do not see the Knowles losing to Virginia Tech or Miami, and so now you've gotten out of September and October And worst case scenario, you have one or two, maybe three losses, but very likely you've gotten through the toughest part of your schedule with probably two losses at most. November, I think you're going 4-0. I don't think you lose to Duke at home. I don't think you lose uh, to Wake Forest. I don't think you lose to Northern Alabama. And then certainly the Florida game is a tough one, a rivalry game. We saw how close that was last year. I think that's going to be a tough game again this year, but I think you win that one too. So I like the way that you set up November with some easy games um, down the stretch, and then you have your Florida game at the end. Hey guys, we'll look at the worst case scenario in just a sec, but I want to give some love to our friends over at Garnet and Gold. If you're an FSU fan, you've made it this long in the video, you certainly are shopping for gear whether it be at Garnet and Gold or wherever, it needs to be at garnetandgold.com. If you're in the Tallahassee area, I know that's already where you're shopping. You should shop online and use the code NOSLAW, that's N-O-S-L-A-W, to save 15% and then go pick up your order for free in store. You don't have to pay shipping if you're local. But if you're shopping anywhere else in the rest of the country, go to garnetandgold.com. Use code NOSLAW, N-O-S-L-A-W. You get 15% off of your order And they have the best customer service, the quickest shipping of anybody that I use. I appreciate Garden Gold for their support. You should be shopping there for all of your FSU licensed merchandise and apparel. Appreciate GardenandGold.com. Make sure you're shopping with them today. Looking at where we're at right now, again, I really like this is a best case scenario for the Knowles, but we can look at what a potential worst case scenario would be. We won't go game by game here, and we'll be a little quicker. Appreciate you guys for hanging out and watching this. But let's look at a worst case September. As we've already told you, LSU, Southern Miss, and BC are locked in. You have to have those games there. I think what would be worst here, as we talked about in week four, you got three options. I think getting Clemson here is your worst case scenario. I think getting Pitt is your best. I don't think Wake hurts or helps you too much. Wake is probably just an easy win at this point. But I think having to go to Clemson after you've just had to go to Boston is tough. Uh, Boston in September is not terribly challenging. I also don't think that um, you know Boston College's team is going to be very good this year, but I don't like the idea of traveling to Clemson immediately after BC. I could maybe make this a little bit tougher by putting Pitt right here and make September really, really tough, but I think Syracuse here is what it has to be because you'll see later moving Pitt to a cold weather date is what's tougher. 
This would be a pretty bad September to me. You're playing a lot of road games. You don't have really any good games at home in Tallahassee. Um, I think this is a tough one. You got two of your toughest opponents, maybe your two toughest opponents within four weeks. I don't think this is a great scenario for Florida State. You could finish this stretch at three and two, and you probably wouldn't be too thrilled. You'd kind of be done with your playoff hopes at that point. So I think this would be a pretty bad September. The worst case October to me, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, the bye week, and then Miami. I just don't love this. I don't love getting Wake Forest in the middle of the year again. Again, that's really when they hit their stride last year. I think they're well coached. And I really would rather have Wake Forest at the end of the year when because of their problems with depth and their problems with just talent in the two deep, I think they'll be a little more banged up, a little easier in November. I don't love getting Wake Forest here. And then if you have the bye week before Miami, to me, that's a wasted bye week. I don't think you need that. I don't think you need a bye before Miami because you're so much better than them. But that's a, not only a wasted bye week, but you also get Miami at the end of October, that Halloween weekend, maybe spooky things happen and you go from there. After playing Miami, you stay home and you play Duke, but then it gets tough in November because you have to go up to Pittsburgh to take on the Pitt Panthers in a terrible weather game. Obviously, North Alabama and Florida are locked in. But what does all this mean when you look at September, October, and November? None of these are that bad. I don't love the Pitt game there in November, but looking at this, I think you go 3-0 in October still. I think you got a great chance to go 4-1 here. And I still think maybe you lose one game. Maybe that pit weather game trips you up, but I'd like you to win the other two or three. I think that the best thing about this video is that the worst case scenario just isn't that bad. You look at September again. Again, where is the tough, toughest part of that? Well, LSU and Clemson, but you're winning the other three without a doubt. Worst case in October, I think you're 3-0 there. And then you could certainly beat Pitt. So I think either way you look at the schedule, whether you're looking at the best case or the worst case for the Knowles, nine and three is the floor. When you look at September, I think you're looking at maybe two losses in September, one loss in October in your best case scenario, and then you win every game in November. That's a nine and three season. I think because of the way this sets up, you've got a better chance to beat Pitt and a better chance and a great chance to beat LSU, of course. I don't want to count that as a loss by any means. I think you've got a chance to go 11-1 with your best-case scenario, maybe 12-0 if you upset Clemson. And then with your worst-case scenario, I think you're looking at 9-3 worst-case. And one of those losses is LSU that you can't move anyway. So I think the good news, bad news, in the middle news, whatever, however you want to consider it, Florida State's schedule sets up really nice in a best or worst-case scenario. Even if you had to play Clemson super early, even if you had to play Pitt in cold weather, Florida State's probably going 9-3 and three at worst. Now, I think that there's a chance that things could go off the rails and you never know what injuries look like. But I think Florida State should be very encouraged by what the schedule looks like next Monday. In a worst-case scenario, I think the Knowles go 9-3. and three. In a best-case scenario, I think you're looking at an 11-1 season if things set up well. What are your thoughts? Let's talk about it down in the comments below. I know this is a little bit longer of a video, but I really do appreciate you guys that have stuck it out and watched and hung out with us today. YouTube started doing a thing where you can join a community here. And so if you want to take your subscription to the next level, and get cool little emojis by your name and be able to use fun gifts and maybe even get some private videos, make sure that you subscribe not only to the channel, but join the community as well. I think you can join for less than the cup of coffee a day. 
Check it out. Make sure you're supporting. Appreciate you guys a ton for watching the video. We'll certainly talk about the schedule once it is released. Thank you guys so much and go Knowles.